Hi, I'm Suzanne and your host for the IEEE EMC Society podcast, the podcast to discuss interesting topics on electromagnetic compatibility to our technical community. In this issue, we will talk with Christoph Sitzkarek about EMC testing as the way to compliance achievement. Hello, Christoph. Hello, Susanne. Christoph, can you tell our audience how to pronounce your name? Uh, it will not be easy because it's in Polish and, you know, speaking Polish is a kind of superpower. My Polish name is Krzysztof Sitzkarek, but for your convenience, you can call me just Christoph or Christoph Sitzkarek. Mm -hmm. Thank you. When was the last time we saw each other in person? It's been a while, hasn't it? Yes, yes, but we've seen each other during IEEE Symposium in Washington 2017. I think we had a, a gala dinner together. Oh yeah, I remember it. It was a very good time during the symposium, uh, as it is always during these symposium. Yeah, definitely. And it was the time that, that we could meet each other in person. Now, uh, things like, like that has gone. So true. So has a lot... Of things changed in your life since then? Uh, changed much and not much at the same time. Uh, privately, I'm still a father of two lovely daughters. Uh, the older is a professional ba ballet dancer in music theater in Poznan, Poland. And the youngest is a student of psychology in Poznan University. But since almost four years, I have a son and who has still a chance to be an engineer after me. Uh, personally, uh, personally, you know what change and not change, uh, but professionally, I'm still an EMC laboratory manager of Center for Radio Technology and Electromagnetic Compatibility in Łukasiewicz Research Network of the Institute of Logistics and Warehousing in Poznań. Uh, by the way, uh, the name of the institute will change into Łukasiewicz Poznań Institute of Technology in January 2022 uh, and I've been working here since 27 years. I'm involved in EMC testing as a third part. Uh, I'm the research project manager on EMC both national and international level, standardization works etc etc. All that deals with EMC in practical uh, research uh, work and life. Wow, that is quite some experience in EMC. I didn't know that. Yes, and what is more, more, almost the most important, I'm a chair of IEEE EMC Electromagnetic Compatibility uh, Polish chapter uh, since 2020. So this is something uh, new experience since almost over one year. Mm -hmm. uh, and as I recall, you have been the founder of this chapter as well and very active since then. Yeah, I try to be very active and uh, I hope uh, that people who observe the life of IEEE EMC chapters can really notice that the Polish chapter is stronger and stronger and more active and more active since, since uh, the, I'm the chapter chair. Mm -hmm. Christoph, uh, when I was wondering what topic to talk to you about, you suggested EMC testing as the way to compliance achievement. Why? You know, uh, I've noticed that uh, IEEE engineers um, mostly, maybe I'm wrong, but in, in this part of the uh, world, I mean Europe, they are mostly uh, scientists. And for scientists, standards or standardization documents are something 
that are not really worth talking or they treat it with uh, contemption. Uh, in my opinion, it's, uh, the, the, the good standard is the, the huge source of knowledge, uh, also for engineers, but also for scientists. And that is why I have chosen this uh, topic to, to discuss about, because uh, in my opinion, EMC in standardization is uh, very worth of discussion, uh, of progress, and uh, sometimes argue with people all over the world. Mm -hmm. So, um, were you involved in the development of EMC International Standards? Yes, in, since many years I've been involved, uh, first of all, on national, uh, I mean Polish level, I'm the member of Polish National Committee on Electromagnetic Compatibility, uh, but this gave me occasion to be a, the, the, a delegate of uh, CISP and IEC. I don't know if everybody is familiar with what is CISP, this is special uh, committee on radio interference that was funded uh, in 1934 to set standards for controlling electromagnetic interference in electrical and electronic devices. Now it's a part of IEC, it means International Electrotechnical Commission. So I was involved uh, in the, the meeting. I, I've been in Korea, uh, Japan, and, and other, other also European countries, uh, and I was specially involved in TC77 uh, of IEC, that is a Committee on uh, Electromagnetic Compatibility, as, and as well as CISP that I have already mentioned. Uh, especially I was involved in CISP Working Group, group uh, 3, that it was uh, that dealt with methods of measurement in limits of radiation of immunity and information technology equipment and a uh, working group uh, TC77 working group 13 uh, dealt with generic EMC standards so uh, many years of, uh, of uh, possibilities to see how the standards are developed and, had, and also had an influence on some standards and some of the changes that you can find in EMC generic standards are uh, of my, I was the, the author of, of these changes. Mm -hmm. And could you inform our audience, are the IEC and CISPR standards mandatory? Or can you give an example how the system works in the European Union, for instance? Yeah, the IEC standards are well known internationally. In some countries, are, they are mandatory. In some countries, they are not, not mandatory. Uh, for instance, uh, they have also, they change international standards uh, easily, sometimes with translation, sometimes without, without the translations. For instance, AS is uh, Australian standards and uh, the, the same IEC standards become Australian standards without translation because in Australia everybody speaks most of everybody speak English. This is quite different in case of European Union. There are several different countries that use other different languages. So first of all, IEC standards are adopted to European standards and they become EN, European norm, means European standards. Uh, then they are transported into national languages and become PN, for instance, EN means Polish standard or DE, EN standard, like uh, Deutschland, German standard. 
So uh, from the very top into very basic uh, uh, country um, translation, they become national uh, standards, but they are, uh, let's say, not mandatory, but uh, they are the best way to show the compliance with European, European Union uh, law. This law is called new legislative framework uh, of European Commission and uh, with the C marking system. Uh, all goods uh, of electronic devices that uh, have to be placed on the European single market have uh, to be affixed with C mark. And maybe you have seen this C mark. It comes from French language, European compliance. Uh, in order to do that, uh, manufacturer of uh, such electronic devices have to draw up a de declaration, declaration of con con conformity. So it means that standards are not uh, mandatory, but uh, the law is mandatory. Uh, the essential requirements are mandatory to be fulfilled. One of the such uh, essential requirements is emission. It means that uh, the equipment cannot exceed the limit lines and on the other hand has got uh, adequate limit uh, level of immunity. So these both uh, essential requirements are just mentioned in the, in the European law, but the specific, uh, standard, specific requirements are in so-called uh, harmonized European uh, standards that are um, published in official journal of, journal of European Union. Once such standards are uh, published, uh, they are, um, become uh, the way to, com to compliance in European Union. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, thank you, Christoph, for giving us so much insight on how these standards are being transformed to EU as well as then uh, EU participant country law or regulations. Some people uh, have a kind of misunderstanding what is harmonized standard, what is not harmonized standard. Most of engineers know uh, IEC basic standards that described uh, the setup like um, electrostatic discharge immunity tests according to uh, IEC 61-61-61,000-4-2 uh, or radio frequency electromagnetic field immunity test um, uh, according to 61-4-3 etc etc but they are not harmonized standards they are just basic standards uh, uh, but the product and product family standards are formally is harmonized to European standard uh, documents. So uh, it is not, not so easy, but uh, sometimes, you know, it's, uh, it's better to call guys like me and I will explain how the system works. It's not so easy, but finally we are to help uh, manufacturers to, to put their products on the European market. So I'm, 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 I'm the best source for, for that knowledge. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you, if the listeners would like to contact you, what would be the best way? Since you said uh, the name of your institute will be changing, we can link uh, your institute as well in the show notes. But maybe you can. Yeah, I think tell it, your, if, 
contact it's, maybe by surname and first name are very unique so it's enough to type Christoph Christoph Jeczkarek and you will definitely find the email to me there are not so many Krzysztof Jeczkareks all over the world maybe one or two so <laughs> the, the one of EMC is me <laughs> okay But anyway I will give you the, the, the link that we can uh, that will be still working I, I hope till at least one or two years so don't worry yeah and we can update as well with a new name no worries about that Christoph uh, thank you so much for being my guest talking about EMC testing as a way to compliance achievement and It was a pleasure to chat with you and hopefully we will be able to see each other the latest at the next symposium, I guess, in yes, Spokane. Yes, I would definitely would like to be, to be there and one of my plans is to be there. Of course, we have to see if the situation all over the world will not dramatically change again. But I hope uh, to be and to see each other discuss also about other standards like IEEE standards that are also a very good way to show compliance like Etsy standards that can also be a good uh, way to compliance with for uh, telecommunication equipment and etc etc uh, the standards are, are very nice yeah, because they are, they are common language all over the world I, I what is the most important uh, uh, EMC is standardized and I can discuss about the, the same phenomenon in the very simple language with people from from Asia, South and, uh, North America and Africa as well. So uh, standards are the common language of uh, EMC uh, engineers. Thank you. That has been a very good Finnish word, Christoph. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, so see you, Susanna. See you, Christoph. Yeah, bye. Bye. If you wish to learn more about EMC and get the latest input from science and the industry, stay tuned and sign up to the IEEE EMC Society podcast. Thanks to our creative listeners, Matt Jusix and Ben Rose, starting in January 2022, the IEEE EMC Society podcast will be available under the name Questalk. In the context of electronics, crosstalk is defined as an unwanted effect resulting from a signal transmitted on one circuit or channel onto another circuit or channel. But there are other definitions of crosstalk. Miriam Webster says, crosstalk is a conversation engaged in and for audience. And that's exactly what the IEEE in Society podcast aims to be. We want our listeners to engage with us, so to that end, If there's a theme you'd like to talk about or to be talked about, is there an EMC question you'd like answered? Would you like to share your own EMC story? Contact us and let us and the other listeners know. We also have a poll for you. Which tagline for the IEEE EMC Society podcast do you like best? One, Crosstalk, the EMC Society podcast delivering a clear message. Two, Get the message clear with Questalk, the EMC Society podcast. Three, clear the Questalk with Questalk, the EMC Society podcast. Four, the EMC Society podcast where Questalk is compatible. Five, Questalk, the EMC Society podcast, hear us above the noise. We'll share the voting link on our social media channels as well as in the show notes. Once you vote, You will be entered into a raffle to win really cool EMC Society swag. 
click that link and make your voice heard. And thanks again to Ben and Matt for tuning into our podcast and suggesting such a great name. Keep an eye on your mailbox for some EMC Society gear too. We'll be sending it as a thank you. Finally, we would like to thank each of you for listening to the EMC Society podcast Crosstalk. If you missed any installments of our intriguing podcast that debuted in 2021, click here to see the great content available for your listening pleasure. Looking forward to hearing your topics for 2022.